Is that that ringtone when I have to be at your beck and call, Simon? That's your that's your new ringtone, Jack. Hello, Simon. Exactly. What do you want? What do you want? Um, That, of course, ringtone from the film you picked last week, Jack. The Devil Wears Prada. Absolutely. So that phone belongs to. Well, we'll we'll get into that. We'll not give it away just yet. No, don't count it, then, Jack. I'll count you in five and a six and a seven and an eight. Welcome to the Black Adders Employment Team Podcast, where you have your very own employment lawyer in your pocket. This podcast is aimed for managers and business owners and intends to keep you on the straight and narrow with your staff. This is our Law Behind the Movies podcast series, or ELIP, Rex the Films You Love. Each week, we're watching a film. We'll use the podcast as a short and snappy film review, particular focus on any topical employment issues arising from the plot. So this week, Jack, you picked The Devil Wears Prada. I did, I did, you I think it's a perfect story arc, Jack. I love it. It's a good story arc. It's um, it's another chick flick, which is, of course, you know, that's one of the themes that I'm heavily into. Do you want to do the brief plot in one sentence, JB? I'll give it a go. Uh, so this one is about a smart but sensible new graduate <laughs> who lands a job as an assistant to Miranda Priestley, impossibly demanding editor-in-chief of a high-fashion magazine. Okay, so the story starts with Andrea, Andy Sachs, Andy, Anne Hathaway. She's an aspiring art journalist and is employed as second assistant to Miranda Priestley, editor-in-chief of Runway, and Miranda's played by Meryl Streep. Yes, and what happens is Andy fumbles around with her job in the early stages, and she kind of doesn't really fit in very well with the first assistant, who is called Emily, and the actress is called Emily too, Emily Blunt. Totally. Then we see Andy starts dressing stylishly and making an effort to accommodate all of Miranda's whims and fancies. Ultimately, Andy ends up clashing with her boyfriend, Nate, who finds himself frustrated that Andy is always at Miranda's beck and call. Andy starts to outperform the first assistant, Emily, and is invited to Paris Fashion Week instead of Emily. That was a sore one for Emily. Totally. Miranda, the tyrant um, (laughs) boss, makes Andy tell Emily the news while Emily is recovering in hospital, having been run over. So she does this. Very nice. Very nice. Um, Nate and Andy split up. And Nate is angry that Andy's become what she previously ridiculed, um, Miranda and Andy go to Parish Fashion Week. Miranda double crosses her male colleague, the good Stanley Tucci, <laughs> sacrificing him so that Miranda could retain her own job. And he's repulsed by Miranda's behaviour and tells her this in the taxi back. Miranda tells Andy, I see a great deal of myself in you, and points out to Andy that she did the exact same thing to Emily, double crossing her by going to Paris. Then Andy leaves Miranda and Runway, reconciles with Nate and lives happily ever after. The end. The end. So that's the brief plot um, of the story. So employment issue one is what, Jack? So I think the first scene that we picked up on, Sai, was mm-hmm. quite at the early part of the story act uh, story arc. It was Andy's interview with Miranda. Yep. So what's happening here is Emily... First assistant. ...is interviewing Andy. Second assistant. Then Miranda Priestley, editor-in-chief, <laughs> arrives unexpectedly. Um, Emily apologises to Miranda Priestley. And again, Miranda's pretty um, scathing with Emily 
And I think she said, details of your incompetence don't interest me. Um, tell Simona I'm not looking to approve the girl she sent me for the Brazilian layout. I asked for clean, athletic, smiling. She sent me dirty, tired and paunchy. <laughs> paunchy. <laughs> Pretty bad, isn't it? It's brutal. Tell Richard I saw the picture that they sent for the feature on the female paratrooper. And they're also deeply unattractive. <laughs> Is it impossible to find a lovely, slender female paratrooper? <laughs> yeah. Am I reaching for the stars here? <laughs> Not really. Also, I need to see all the things that Nigel has pulled for Gwyneth's second cover try. I wonder if she's lost any of that weight yet. Yikes. Okay, so again, um, what happens is Miranda storms to the office and then she sees Andy and says to Emily, okay, I'll interview Andy just now. Who do you want to play in this scenario, Jack? I'll play Andy. You Great. can stick to it for him and you can be the tyrant boss. That sounds amazing to me, Jack. Okay, on you go. So I'll play Miranda. Who are you? My name's Andy Sachs. I recently graduated from Northwestern University. And what are you doing here? I think I could do a good job as your assistant. And, uh, well, I came to New York to be a journalist. And I've sent letters out everywhere. And finally I got a call from Elias Clark. And I met with Sherry at Human Resources. And, uh, well, basically it's this or Auto Universe. So you don't read Runway? No. And before today, you'd never even heard of me? No. And you have no style or sense of fashion? Well, um, I think that depends on what you're No, no, of... that wasn't a question. <laughs> Ouch. I was an editor-in-chief of the Daily Northwestern. I also won a national competition for college journalists with my series of the Janitor's Union, which exposed exploitation of... That's all. That's the catch line, eh? That's, That's all. all. That's effectively... You're dismissed. Yeah, you know, okay, well, you're right. I don't fit in here. I'm not skinny or glamorous, and I don't know much about fashion, but I'm smart. I learn fast and I will work hard. Okay, so then Andy leaves the building and then someone back by Emily says, actually, you got a job. So what do you mean about that style of interview, Jack? Is it positive, negative? What would you say about Miranda's style? Uh, it's unusual. Mm-hmm. I'd struggle to call it positive. No. Nope. Would be my in- initial view. Um, apart from anything, she was late for the interview. It's true. Which wasn't it's great. True. She just kind of marched in. That's true. That's true. Um, I mean, I think you and I disagree. We really disagree, don't we, Jack? We really fall out. It's very unusual. But we disagree in this situation because I think potentially Miranda Preachy is a great boss. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't raise her voice at all, doesn't shout at Andy. Um, she's icily calm all the time. That's all. That's all. That's all. Um, although she asks her to do various things, which are ridiculous, like I think she asks her to get Harry Potter manuscript mm-hmm. and fire in a hurricane. But I think, you know, she's a pretty good boss, I think. As I say, not discriminatory, nothing there kind of objective characteristic-wise. So I think potentially she's a great boss. On you, Jack. Why well, is she so bad? Why is she so bad, would you say? She's very demanding. She's very <laughs> short. She's very rude. She doesn't let people finish sentences. <laughs> she um, dismisses people with the, that's all. So it's good. And she's also <laughs> uh, potentially d- discriminatory based on disability because... Come on she, and get to then, Jack. What does she say exactly It's discrimination on the basis well, of disability? she said something about... Um, <laughs> she said something about a person's weight on more than one occasion in this <laughs> okay. film, Simon. She's always going on about okay. skinny girls and, oh, this person needs to lose all that weight. Potentially there could be something there on the... Um, obesity mm-hmm. if the person mm-hmm. what if that person who had all the weight had a medical yeah, condition yeah 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 I think great boss you think terrible boss yeah tyrant so again what happened in the interview nothing bad I think there's no claim for Andy against um, Runway magazine is there for that interview no I suppose yes, not yes she, she was job. rude 
Yes, she was short, but you know. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised she came back and took the job. Well, that's true. If that was me, I would have been off to Auto Universe. But <laughs> okay, so that's no issue really. I think potentially, although Miranda's rude to Andy, there's no real claim or anything from that exchange we've done yeah, just now. I think that's fair. Let's see then. Employment issue two. Does Miranda always employ females as her assistants? What do you think of that one inside? Well, potentially. So I think I think an exchange in the film was Miranda says, so I think um, she led down by Andy um, and she says to Andy, do you know why I hired you? I always hire the same girl, stylish, slender, of course, work shifts the magazine, but so often they turn out to be, I don't know, disappointing. <laughs> so I said to myself, go ahead, take a chance. Hire the smart, fat girl. There you go, Si, right there. There's the claim. Boom. <laughs> I had hope. My God. Anyway, there is a point to be along the rest, the other silly girls. So again, I suppose potentially she does always hire females for that first assistant, second assistant role, doesn't she, Jack? I would say so. It seems to be that it's, I mean, you can maybe understand that, but if she thinks that that's the kind of employee she wants, but the, if it was in the UK, there would have to be a bit of legal chat there because that could potentially be discrimination if she's only ever going to give a job to a female. Totally, unless you can get in the defence check um, for discrimination, which is? If it's a gore. A genuine, if it's a gore. A genuine occupational requirement mm -hmm. of the job that the person has to be a female. So if an employer can show they need to have a specific sex to do a job, then they can assist in employing someone of that sex. This is known as a genuine occupational requirement and does not count discrimination. Yes. And that's, I mean, I suppose, I think it's pretty unusual to encounter examples, but totally. I've heard of cases where, um, for example, let's say that it's a, you know, it's a, a women's refuge centre mm -hmm. for, mm -hmm. for maybe females who have encountered whether it be domestic or sexual violence by males. Totally. You would imagine if there was someone going for a job as a counsellor there, you would probably think that would meet the test that it could only be a female totally. who could provide that role because otherwise a male would perhaps be too traumatic totally. for the people. But could they run me, could run me, run the defence actually they want to hire a female as opposed to a male, would you say? I mean, all your, I'd, I fail to see how that would wash. I mean, you're no. the women's PA, for goodness sake, you know. I mean, Stanley Tucci works in that building. That's true, you know, that's true. And All you're doing is answering the phone, getting coffee, talking about cerulea colours and all that <laughs> stuff. So I don't see how that would wash. I think that would be discrimination. By there's Miranda. claim right there. So there's right claim there. two. Claim two, you say. <laughs> claim one, in my view. Okay, employment issue number three is what, Jack? So... This is the scene where Andy is humiliated by Miranda. Not mm -hmm. for the first time, I might add. Nope. Um, so Miranda, the boss, is picking an outfit for the cover of Runway magazine. So a very important thing. Assistants are all fawning around her with various outfits and stuff like that. And Miranda goes like this. No, 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 no. <laughs> where are the belts for this dress? Why is no one ready? Why is no one ready? She says in that kind of <laughs> passive-aggressive, icily cold, why is no one ready? Yes. <laughs> and then the, one of the assistant fishes out two belts, and they both look the same. And the assistant says, here, it's a tough call. They're so different. And Andy sniggers in the background. <laughs> okay. Wise move. And then Miranda says, something funny? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 nothing's, you know, it's just that, well, both those belts look exactly the same to me, you know? I'm still learning about this stuff and... Uh, uh, this stuff? Oh, okay. I see you think this has nothing to do with you. You go to your closet and select, I don't know, that lumpy blue sweater 
because you're trying to tell the world you care nothing about yourself. Um, but you know what? That sweater is not just blue. It's not turquoise. It's not lapis. In fact, it's cerulean. <laughs> <laughs> you're blithely aware of the fact that in 2002, Oscar de la Renta did a collection of cerulean gowns. And then cerulean quickly showed up in the collections of eight different designers filtered through the department stores, then trickled down to some tragic casual corner where you're <laughs> fished out that from a clearance bin. Um, but however, that blue represents millions of dollars of countless jobs. And it's sort of comical how you think you made a decision that exempts you from the fashion industry when, in fact, you're wearing a sweater that was selected for you by the people in this room from a pile of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being funny, but all I hear there is Hannibal Lecter. Was <laughs> <laughs> that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Is, is that kind of a, a claim for Andy against the treatment by Miranda? Would you say? Mm, not sure. It's it's perhaps in bad taste, but again, I'm not sure where the legal claim would come from. Sai. No. Um, she's basically just pointing out that oh, you think you're more important than all this fashion, and you think it's all just a game, but actually, it's a serious business. And again, you know, Miranda's running a 13 billion dollar company. Let's not forget. Mm-hmm. Um, and if she were a man, that'd be acceptable, I think. Mm-hmm. What should be that? Yeah, I would say so. I think so. it's kind of the start of the girl era phase or girl boss era phase, wasn't it, when the film was released? Mm-hmm. So I think potentially it's unusual to see a, a female in charge of the the company. Yeah, maybe that's what makes it stand out and seem mm-hmm. seem exceptional. If there's a bit of unconscious bias going on there in the mind totally. of the, the viewers. Totally. So I think there's no claim there for that exchange. Although Andy was embarrassed with that exchange, I think there's no claim. All right, you're right. You win that one, Simon. <laughs> Fine. Plumless issue four is what, Jack? So this is a scene in the basement where, um, again, not for the first time, Andy is upset by something that Miranda says to her, mm-hmm. and she goes down to see Nigel, who mm-hmm. is Stanley Tucci. Mm-hmm. So who do you want to be in this exchange? I'll be Nigel. You be, you be Andy. Okay, I'll be Andy. So she hates me, Nigel. And that's my problem because... Oh, wait. It's not my problem. I don't know what else to do. If I do something right, it's unacknowledged. If I do something wrong, she's vicious. So quit. Get another girl who take your job in five minutes. One who actually wants a job. I don't want to quit. That's not fair. I just want a little credit for the fact that I'm killing myself trying. Oh, Andy, be serious. You're not trying. You're whining. What is it you say to me? Poor you, Miranda's picking on you. Wake up, Andy. Smell the coffee. That laugh I did it myself. <laughs> I, like the, smell the coffee. I like the addition. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's wrong with that exchange you say, Jack? Well, it seems perfectly reasonable to me, Gaffer. Um, so why the... why is Nigel telling Andy to quit is a question. Mm, that's, that's a fair point. It's, it's maybe not the best of expressions. It's certainly not sympathetic to somebody who's clearly upset. No. But it does kind of hit the nail on... He does hit the nail on the head and makes the point that she's really, she's just being a moan. Mm -hmm. I reckon perhaps he could have handled the situation better. Totally. Um, As we often advise clients to do when they're being moaned at is, well, you know, if you're that serious about it, put it in writing, we'll deal with it as a grievance. And that might have been a bit less harsh than telling her to quit. The real villain, in my view, is Andy. She's a real villain, I think, Andy, who's a central character. She doesn't like her job. She's ungrateful. She's smug to her friends. Nasty her colleagues. Um, she's just a madam, isn't she? <laughs> she's a madam, wee madam. Um, and also you spot as well in this film the fat shaming. Um, mm-hmm. There's a scene where people are weighing the kind of almonds in the, the scene in the cafe. And I think it's a change where um, 
Andy says to Emily, OMG, you look so thin. Emily says, thank you, it's a diet I'm on. Whenever I feel faint, eat a cube of cheese. So again, you know, it was kind of a bit of fat shaming this film too. Yeah, there's certainly quite a lot of that going on, which not being an expert in the fashion industry myself, but I would imagine that that's, <laughs> <Are you not? laughs> I would imagine that that's fairly rife or and certainly that's what you read in the, in the news about that kind of stuff. There's also some gaslighting, I think, from Nate. Um, he right. says to Andy, you know, you've changed. Yuck, you know what I mean? You've changed. You, yuck, that's an expression I don't like to hear at all. And again, you know, Andy was trying to keep the job for a year. She managed four months before she quit. But again, you know, mm-hmm. Nate's saying, you know, you've changed. You've changed at all. So I think yeah. there's some gaslighting by Nate too. Yeah, so. he wasn't a very supportive partner. No. And, um, no. He should have been uplifting her and recognised she's I trying. think so. Right, Sai, what are we rocking on to? Takeaway tips? Let's do it, shall we? What have you got for us? You want to go first? Totally. So I think tip one is think carefully about interview tactics. Probably best not criticise a candidate's attire. Could be screaming discrimination potentially. True, very true. Tip two, Jack. Tip two. It is possible to advertise for a particular job to one gender only. Mm-hmm. However, this needs to be a genu- genuine occupational requirement, which is quite rare in practice. Totally. And tip three is be robust with moaning Myrtle employees. <laughs> <laughs> Direct them to the grievance procedure. That's the best thing to do, I think. Um, yeah. You can't have someone moaning in your kind of your space all the time. Exactly. Very toxic. Toxic. Very toxic. Tiring. Grievances are not always good, but a good way to get these issues <laughs> and, and, and knock them out, knock them on the head. Okay, marks out of 10 for this film, Jack. Out of 10, what would you give it? I'm for your give choice this of film. film. For my own choice of film, I'm going to give this one a 7.5 out of 10. Hmm. I will give it a 6.4 out of 10. Hmm. Very, very precise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next choice is my choice, Jack. Your choice next, Simon. The I would like you. to pick... Do 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 It's not nine films in one. No, let's let's focus on Star Wars. Let's focus on the Attack of the Clones, whereby Anakin is an apprentice. Is that was an apprentice? All right, so we'll get some apprenticeship chat. Totally. So good. I've not seen that. I'll need to watch it. Good. Right. Does that include our podcast now, Jack? That does indeed. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast, your normal podcast host. Alternatively, if you do go on to your podcast host and would be inclined to leave us a review, <laughs> we'd be most grateful for that, as always. But in the meantime, thanks for your attention, folks. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next week. Cheers and cheerio. Cheers, guys. Cheers.